This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Take care of your property with equipment you can count on, like the Kubota BX and L01 Series Compact Tractors, part of our under 100-horsepower tractor lineup, rated number one for reliability, and Z-Series mowers and sidekick utility vehicles, where durability meets speed. Visit your local Kubota dealer for a demo today. Go to KubotaUSA.com for full disclaimer. Visit GoKubota.com for a dealer near you. A dramatic pause says something without saying anything at all. Feet deserve a go-to like that. Like Hey Do Choose. Light, comfy, good to go to. And welcome back to Cottage Talk. I am Russ Goldman. Joining me right now is John Shanaeus. This is our combo show where we look back at the Fulham victory and we're going to preview the upcoming match, which is against Cardiff City. I also want to mention that we're going to be talking about the Fabio Carvalho situation in the middle of the episode. He actually is dealing with COVID and, and as we also know, has been dealing with a situation with an injury. But his situation is a little tenuous because his contract is up at the end of the season. So we're going to talk about all that in the middle of the show. We really haven't tackled Fabio's situation. So we're going to talk about that in the middle of the show. Also want to mention a couple of things before we get going. First of all, we're really building up our YouTube channel. I have a major thank you. I already tweeted this out to the Coventry City supporters because they've actually been helping us get more subscribers so thank you to that and secondly most importantly happy birthday to Emilio Danello I've now called them the foam shadow so happy birthday Emilio and I look forward to doing the show with you tomorrow of Cottage Talk full-time okay let's get started let me go right to my very good friend Giannis Giannis how you doing good a little bit under the weather today but uh, I'm holding up I'm I'm, I'm at my new school, so that's why you're seeing me all dolled up and with an office in the background. So, okay, it's still at work, but uh, <clears throat> having lots of fun. Okay, well, 
This is going to be a one-hour escape for you. We're just going to talk foam. It's going to take you away from everything going on. Same thing for me. That's why I love doing this show. It's my escape. It's my time to talk foam. So let's not waste any more time. Let's get to it, my friend. Give me your opening thoughts on the 4-1 to victory against QPR. I know you had to have had a huge grin ear-to-ear with this victory. Your opening thoughts. <laughs> I thought, I mean, I thought it was a good win. I mean, certainly on paper, 4-1, um, the 4-1 speaks for itself, and, and uh, they must be absolutely sick of us, QPR. <laughs> I, think, I think what made my day was somebody posted on Twitter, they put a, a badge up of QPR, and instead of it saying Queens by Rangers, it said quite pathetic, really, which, which, <laughs> which, um, which, which I thought was very funny. Um, I thought, I actually, I'm, I'm probably going to get into a lot of um, trouble for this, but I thought, I thought the scoreline flattered us a little bit. Okay. I thought, um, QPR played their part. They did. I think they, yeah, I think they're a good side. Eh? Um, I do too. Yeah. Yeah. I, so I, I actually think they're a pretty good team. Yeah, and I think we we, we dodged a little bit of a bullet because Dykes didn't start because obviously his, of his exploits with um with Scotland, and um and that was good for us. Um, it was good to see Stefan Johansson play there. I thought he had a very good game for them. He's, he's still got a sweet left foot. And he looks rejuvenated, and I don't think it's. I don't. I mean, apart from playing there, I think the fact that he's not playing international football for Norway probably helps his decision to retire last year was a good one. And I thought they, you know, they. I was a little worried at halftime because we were only one goal up. We'd had our chances, but you could get, you could tell they had, you know, a fair amount of possession, and they had a chance of um, <clears throat> creeping back in, which they did. But then, unlike the Coventry game, we responded very well. And um, in the end, we scored four good goals. That man, Mitra, did it again. And, yeah. Um, I, you know, QPR fans shouldn't be too disheartened. I think I think they're decent. I think they've got a chance to be there or thereabouts, um, providing they stay relatively healthy. Um, I think I think Mark Warden's done a pretty decent job down there. But um, it was nice to get the spoils for sure. <laughs> okay, excellent there, my friend. All right. Let's get to it, and let's get your thoughts on the starting eleven. Well, Caballero started, didn't he? <laughs> yep. Look, it'd be, it'd be grossly unfair to ever wish any player of your own team to be hurt. I mean, don't get me wrong, but he picked up a knock, and I'm, you know, it means he doesn't have to be picked for a few games, and I'm okay because he, to me, is one-dimensional. And um, what is the appeal, Giannis? I'm still trying to figure out what is the appeal that Parker had and now Silva has with Ivan Cavallaro. What does he offer that we're not seeing as supporters? I think, I think, reading between the lines of his presser, he really likes players that work hard in practice, and and I think he, I think he obviously puts in a really good shift at practice. The, The thing about him is he's too, he's mono, he's monodimensional. You sort of know what he's going to. He's, he's really a one v one artist. Right. He's not really a passing and moving artist. And on a team like this, teams can clue into the fact that um, he's not particularly quick. He's not particularly quick, and just sort of leave him alone, and then try and focus on who you've got. You know, players like Cabana and uh, and Wilson. Um, the lineup itself, I had no problems with. Good to see Reed uh, in there. How about Merrick? Yeah, Joe Bryan. I mean, unfortunately, he had a collision with a post, um, and he's out for tomorrow's game. But overall, 
you know, you've got strikers there that can complement Mitro. And you saw the difference when Bobby Reed came on because, um, you know, I know obviously he's, he's, he played for Jamaica, you know, early hours of Thursday morning. But um, you saw the difference when he came on. He really adds, um, you know, guile and pace. And um, if you put Reed in there right now, um, that's close to being your strongest lineup, I mean, depending on the Cavallo um, right. situation. But uh, it was a good lineup. I was pretty pleased with it. Okay, excellent stuff there, Giannis. All right, I'm going to share a couple of comments from the forum supporters who are watching live. We have a decent amount of people watching live. Feel free to share your comments as we go along. This is from our friend Roger Lewis in Spain that wants to say hi to us. Steve Turner actually has been messaging me that he wants to get in touch with you, Giannis. I, I will pass that along with with you at another time, Steve. Uh, I, I just need to get that message to Giannis. And also want to share this to Giannis and myself. Hi from California. Big thank you to Russ, Giannis, Mill, Max, and other co-hosts for doing this show. Makes me feel connected to the club and its fan base, despite living so far from Southwest London. Thank you very much for those comments. Well, they just keep coming, my friend. Here's from my good friend Robin Pendrel. Evening, both of you. Good to see you both back. It's good to be back, Robin. It's good to have Giannis. I wouldn't say next to me. He's uh, in Canada, but it is so good to do the show with Giannis. Yeah, we're sort of straight line, aren't we? Well, <laughs> Burlington, Boston, sort of. <laughs> there we go. There we go, my friend. Okay. All right. Let's get back to talking about the match. And give me your turning point of the match. Where do you see the turning point of the match being? Where do you think it really turned? I actually think it was when Caballero went off. Okay, so we're going to go back there. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I do. I, I do. Because you, you see, smart coaches pick up on weak links. And I just I just think that, you know, when you've got these these guns blazing from both sides, um, it's problematic. You saw that when Reed came on. And, and you know, you know, as I said, you don't want players to get injured. But Cav comes off. Bobby Reed's taken a lot of stick because his finishing is pretty – it can be gruesome at times. But that goal he scored, the third goal, was a fantastic finish. And the one thing about Bobby Reed that we've got to remember from last year, there are a few players that work as hard as he did last year. And that's one thing that Scotty Parker did get right. He, he started him a lot of games, and he never let him down in terms of his effort. And um, you could see, just see the, the sea change once he came on. I mean, we just looked a little bit quicker. And, and, and QPR are having a – I mean, as I said, I thought Steph Joe had a very good game, but they were really having problems trying to close down the middle. Yep. And, and up front, you know, um, you've got Austin was playing in front of Willock and Chair. And I was just, as a city, having Dykes in there, you know, it was a relief. And I thought we caught the break there because of, because we know what he can do. Right. Um, but they weren't very dangerous. And our midfield was dominating. And I just thought when Cav came on, all of a sudden, they, Cav, sorry, Cav came off, we were asking different questions. And then they looked like they were—they sort of collapsed after um, the Mitro header. I think they just—they folded the tent, which is a shame. That's, their, I think, their fourth defeat in a row. Right. But, you know, I think I—I I really do think they're going to be—they'll be knocking on the door of um, um, playoffs. I really do believe so. I think they're—you um, know—they just have to be a little patient. Uh, I don't think. Let's be honest, Russ. International breaks don't help anybody. No. You know, they no. really are a pain. And Dykes would have started on Saturday. And he's come, agree, last, he's come a ton. Yeah, he's come a ton playing for Scotland. He really has improved. And um, 
he gives them a different dimension. I mean, you could, I mean, conceivably, they could have played a, a front three of Willow, Austin, and Dykes, and that would have been, that would have given us a few problems. Um, right. So we caught that break. But uh, anyway, but I think when Cav went off, so, uh, um, uh, Ivan, if you're watching, no offense, but when you went off, it was, you know, it was what it was, right? Right. I call it as I say it. <laughs> okay, excellent there, my friend. I want to share another comment. And I'm going to actually read a comment from a Fulham supporter a little bit in the show who asked me to read something to you and me, and I'll read that in a little bit. But I want to share this from Fulham Fan 26. College Talk is a lifeline for all of us living outside the UK who can't see the games live. Thank you very much, everyone, for all your comments and obviously watching and listening to Cottage Talk. Okay, my friend, let's just get to it. I already had the full-time show with Emilio and Max, but your thoughts on the first goal for Mitro. Let's just get right to it. Stunning. Absolutely stunning. Um, and you know what? Monsieur Duarte takes credit. That cross. Brilliant, brilliant cross. And he's done it. I mean, now he's... You, if you look at the way his body pivoted, to shoot that. It's the sort of thing you might see in cartoons. You know, he's got this back to the goal, he's chested it down, and he's sort of, his head, his body's somewhat away, and he's just swung his foot around. And it's a superb finish. It's an absolutely superb finish. And you look at that, you know, if you didn't know who Mitra was, you'd look at that and go, oh my Lord, that's world-class. That's a world-class striker's finish. Absolutely. And they're really, I mean, you know, how many times have I seen it? Oh, God. And, and, and Diang had no chance. And he, I thought Diang had a good game. But that one, it was just just a quality finish. It was a very good move. Don't get me wrong. It was a sweeping move. But just the finish was just pure Mitro. And, you know, Scotty Parker can look at, I don't know what happened between those two, but you look at this fella now, he, he's just, it's a renaissance. He's reborn 12 goals in... <clears throat> 12 in 12 games he's a cheat code um and it's it's only going to get better when the, the fields get heavier and his real physical strength is going to come to play it was a wonderful goal that was a wonderful goal. absolutely honest and uh i'll just add this after that and again we talked about this on full time we won't spend too much time but i think one of the disappointing parts of the first half was full more dominant Giannis, but I always get nervous when they can't score that second goal when they are on top. And we had that situation again, and I think it bit them a little bit, especially when you go to the second half and we talk about that. When you're on top, you need to take advantage of it. And they, again, that single goal was not enough. It reminded me just the way things were going of the Middlesbrough match. That's why I was really concerned at going into the second half because I'm thinking – there's always going to be an opportunity to score a goal. And I'm glad that you brought this up. I knew that Dykes was going to be coming off the bench and they were going to have the opportunity to change the game. They did that, but this is why I was nervous. I was nervous having this dominant first half. I know you can't always score a lot of goals in the first half, but they need to do a little bit better when they get on top to get that second goal. They've done it before. They did it against Swansea City. They should have done it here, Giannis. Yeah, it's the James Bond mode, you know, keep them alive, you know, give yeah. them a nibble of life. And I, I felt we needed a second goal going into halftime. And, I, and you're right, I agree. I felt Dykes was going to come on at halftime just to, to add, um, add just a little bit um, uh, of punch. And um, 
He bought ball off, um, which I thought was interesting because it just added a more attacking, you know, attacking mode. And, and to be fair to Dykes, you know, the goal he scored was a good goal. It was. It was. Um, there's been some criticism of, you know, I mean, one of the big things, of course, you know, Rody came back into the lineup, and I'm delighted that Rody's back. And the beauty of the international break is that obviously Mark and the coaches got together and said, you know, do we maybe need a change? And um, Rody had a good game, and and that was a really good striker's finish. He's gone around him, and and it's one one, and you're thinking, well, do we have a, you know Coventry mark two? It's two weeks since you know capitulation up in the Midlands but they've obviously learned from that and I think I said a, few, a couple of weeks ago it's it's um it, it's just a test of resilience on the day Coventry had a very very good second half and, and yep. they caught us flat and those are lessons that you learn and obviously a lot of work was done on the training ground because they equalized them but we were resilient enough to come back at them and um you know um it, it was an important. It was important that we got the second goal. We did it quickly, and we did that. And once we did that, I think it was just sealed. Totally agree, Yanis. And uh, let's go right to that because I think, actually, if you want to t- talk about a turning point, this goal might be the turning point, not just of the game, but of the season. By Mitro, the second goal set up by Cabano. The reason I'm saying that is because they have not shown that they've been able to respond from going behind, or someone getting an equalizer on them. This, to me, was a gut check time, and they passed the test. Could they step up to the challenge, to the adversity? Well, they did. So let's talk about the second goal. And i got to tell you, the second goal I thought was just as impressive as the first goal, Giannis, from Mitro. Let's talk about this. That gave Fulham the lead and really changed the match, and maybe, just maybe, the mentality of Fulham moving forward. I thought, I actually... I saw the replay, watched the match again, and I thought the second goal might have been the best of the bunch because when, um, and it's just a, a word to the wise to every player out there and every coach about when crosses come in. Um, <clears throat> if you look at someone, why was David Beckham so good at set pieces? And what, one, of the, one of the reasons was, was the speed, but also the spin of the ball. It's why someone like James Ward-Prowse at Southampton is, you know, he's, he's, he's got couple of caps for England because he's got ability to cross the ball with a lot of spin. And what Cabana here did here was brilliant. But equally as brilliant was the fact that Mitra didn't really have the ball. He just he met it. He met it. And and because of the spin and the speed of the ball, he really just nodded it. That's all he did. It was just just get a little flick on. It was nothing nothing too major. But the flick went at speed and it also, you know, it it uh, Went with a lot of spin. Yang had no chance. I think it was a super goal, super striker's goal. You don't have to hit it from 30, 35 yards. Like that. that first goal was just quality striking. But that, I bet he's more pleased with the second goal because it's just shows his prowess in the air, but it's not like a, he's going to, he went towering above the centre backs and it, it crashed into the top left hand corner. It was just a little slight flick and a lovely cross from Cabana. And it was really a, it was a, it was a punch to the gut to QPR because at that, that time, you know, their tails were up and their fans were, were singing for the first time in the game. And um, <clears throat> all of a sudden, we sort of knocked him dead with that one. And uh, Mitra right now is, um, I mean, he's playing out of his skin. He's playing with a lot, a lot of confidence. Um, I think he's, he's lighter than I've seen him for a couple of years. Yep. And he's, um, his mobility, his movement of the ball has been superb. And as has been his, 
his first touch and his hold-up play has been excellent. And really, QPR, QPR had a real just just they couldn't, you know, Dicky, Dicky uh, was you know lauded as one of the best defenders in the in, in the championship. Yes, sir. And he got he just he had an he had an absolute mare with Mitro and. Um, um, the, the way he's playing right now is a humongous lift, and he's just, you know, there will play when we play Bournemouth. There will be players that will be will not be neg- necessarily negative against Parker because they got a lot of playing time. But Mitro was, we know, poorly treated, and he's partly responsible too. Right. But he's going to be. I mean, Parker's already talked about you know Dominic Solanke being the best centre, centre forward in the division, which is an absolute load of old crap. And um, I'd pay good money to fly over to watch that game because that could. If you remember, if you remember the, um, the play, was it the playoff? It was the playoff final when Mitra grabbed Marcondes by the neck, right? Yes. Threw him over, which which was absolutely hilarious. And ironically, of course, Marcondes plays for Bournemouth now. He does. He's going to be so pumped. He's probably going to fly the Serbian mafia in for that one. I mean, that's going to be one. I, I would not want to be the back four of Bournemouth. I would not. This guy is going to be in total rage. Oh. It's going to be ugly. If oh, he, I can't wait for that match. Yeah. Honestly, Giannis. It's going to be superb to watch. But it will was, be. But it was it a beautiful be. goal. Beautiful. It goal. was. It absolutely was. I, I just want to share this comment from Tony Martinez. QPR scoring changed the game. They woke the beast and got devoured. And that's totally true. And like I said, it was a turning point, I think, of the entire season. I'll just say that right now. And that's going to lead us to talk about the third goal. And I'm going to share this comment from Chris Davidson because we're going to talk about Bobby Decadovery. But you can't talk about this goal without talking about the pass from Surrey. And I will just read what Chris says here. The Surrey pass from Decadovery was stunning. Like Mitro, Surrey is another player transformed. Giannis, he's 100% correct. Let's talk about the goal from Bobby Decadovery. But for me, this might be even more about Jean Michael Seri. Well, that was an unbe- that was an unbelievable pass, and I, I, I've watched the replay a number of times now, and I still, I still, for the life of me, don't know how he saw that pocket. I don't know, but but I mean, equally commendable is the fact that you know Bobby Reed made that made that run, and I, it always worries me when you got one v ones with through balls. When strikers slightly take the ball away, he did, but it didn't matter. It went into the bottom right-hand corner. Um, it was a superb goal. And, and Seri, um, Seri and Reed are the perfect two in the middle. I mean, Reed is going to – Reed has changed his game slightly. He's pushing up a little bit more. And I'm sure Silver said to him, you know what, you're, you're good at what you do, but I like to see you chip in with a few goals, at least create some chances. Seri um, – is absolute quality, and uh, you're really going to see him come to the forefront when when things start going bump in the night with the fields and the weather. Yeah, <clears throat> but it was just delicious. And by that time, it was four minutes after Mitra's had it, and then it's three one, and then it's just like like bye bye, game over. See ya, see ya. Wouldn't want to be ya. Okay. It was um, it was it was lights out for QPR, and then there was just damage limitation. How they were going to come back in the game? Of course, they didn't. No, they did not, my friend. And uh, to add insult to injury to QPR, you get the fourth goal from. Anthony Robinson, again, it's, you know, like I said, it's deflection, but Fulham win 4-1, to one, and I'll just share this with you, Giannis, because I don't know if you saw this, but I want to get your thoughts on what Emilio said after the match on full-time. His only disappointment, Giannis, is that 
Fulham did not win this match by more. What are your thoughts about that? That it was only four to one. Um, I still think it. Um, I still think it. I still think it flattered us a little bit. I think QPR played the part. I really yeah. do. I, I, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm not gonna. I mean, it's easy to. It'd be easy to sort of crash all over them and uh, and what have you. But I thought they were. I thought they were decent. And I, and I'll tell you, you know, look to. I spent a lot of attention time paying attention to Stephanie Hansen in the middle and. I thought he had a really good game. You could see the quality there. And I, and I you know, I was, I was actually, I mean, the reception he got from the fans spoke for itself. <clears throat> the reception from our players spoke for itself. Right. And he got a yellow card, which spoke for itself too. <laughs> which was, which was, I was, I was really pleased. I thought yeah. he's got to get a yellow in the first half and he did. Although I think he might have been a bit unlucky with those high boot. But, um, no, I mean, look, we've had games where we've could have absolutely shellacked teams, and I, I still get the feeling that one day we're just going to absolutely marmalise a team, just oh. marmalise them. Um, it's coming. It's coming. It's coming for sure. But 4-1 is still a pretty good win. But remember, it's only as good as maybe your next game. And, and we, we've got an interesting game tomorrow night against, against uh, the Bluebirds, and it's going to be make or break for them, really, for their yep. manager. Old Mickey, <clears throat> and um, they've lost six on the trot, so they're in a bad state. They lost three nothing against the Swans on Sunday, and I did watch that game, and they, it was it, that could have been six nothing. Yeah, I mean they were the second half. Carly were terrible. They were shocking, and Mick decided he was going to play five centre backs. I was going to get to that. Honestly, when we preview this match, I I can't remember the last time I've seen that, but he did do that. Yeah, he did. Dinosaur, dinosaur. <laughs> it, well, it's dino. It, I mean, it, it's it's the it's the uh, Mick McCarthy, Sam Allardyce, Tony Poulos, oh. Neil Warnock. Oh, enough of these guys. Yeah, well, that's enough. Yeah, it, yeah, and, and they're dinosaurs. And and you know, to be fair, you know, Russell Martin at um, Swansea, he's got a young side, but they played. I thought they played pretty well, and they've been struggling. But that's a that's a work in progress. We know that. Um, Cardiff City looked just looked. They look dire, and right now, um, I think I think you you could be looking at them as relegation candidates. And 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 something that's been overlooked is that Derby County, Derby County are getting results right now. They are. And Derby are not out of the woods in terms of the ability to maybe stay, do the unthinkable and stay up. Wayne Rooney's for what reason, and that's why he's being talked about as potentially the next Newcastle manager because of what he's done at Derby with less than nothing. And so Cardiff has got to, got to right now, if they lose to us tomorrow, they're going to be really in the conversation about relegation, which yeah, in many ways is unthinkable, but, yeah. but they're really struggling right now. They are, my friend. Real quick, who is your man of the match? For in the, in the Fulham game? Yep. Oh, to me it was Mitra. I mean, I don't. Sorry, sorry, had a fabulous game, but Mitro's he's he's just right now. He's just he he's making he's making defenders look silly. I, I thought he worked hard against Coventry, but I just think we had an off half. I mean, you're entitled to have an off half. You have it, but um, when he's in this vein of form. Just he scores goals from all angles, 
um, for more positions. And we've got enough firepower up front that he's going to create chances as well. So, um, Bethel Mitchell was magnificent on Saturday. So, for me, it would be Mitchell. Okay, excellent. All right, coming up next, we're going to talk about the situation with Fabio Carvalho. And we're going to end with previewing the upcoming match for Fulham Wednesday night <coughs> at Craven Cottage against Cardiff City. Progressive Snapshot can save you money based on how you drive and how much you drive. So the safer you drive, the more money you could save. Now, if you didn't hear that because you were looking at your phone while driving, let me say it again. Seriously, put down your phone. That is so unsafe. If you didn't do stuff like use your phone while driving, you could save money with Progressive Snapshot. But saving or not, just put it down. And if you did hear it the first time because you weren't looking at your phone, nice work. You'd love Snapshot from Progressive because it rewards safe drivers. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Snapshot not available in California and North Carolina or from all agents. Okay, Giannis, before we talk a little bit about Fabio, I told you that I had a phone supporter who lives in Spain send me a message. He asked if I would read it. So I'm going to read this. I just want to preface this by saying, after I read this and we talk a little bit about it, I don't want to mention that team anymore. And you'll know what team I'm talking about after I read this. But I don't want to talk about it anymore. But I want to just mention this. Benjamin asked me to read this, and I will read this. Thank you, Benjamin Bird, for messaging this to me. Here's what he had to share, Giannis. I've supported Fulham Football Club from when Mark Hughes was manager, I've always loved the family feel of the club. Russ has successfully led Cottage Talk for many years, and I love the work he has done here. But more importantly, he's genuinely a kind person who cares for others. The recent online comments from online Coventry fans saddens me enormously. To suggest that someone's nationality shapes their understanding of the beautiful game is limited and wrong. I am now based in Spain. Cottage Talk helps me keep in touch with all things Fulham. I want to take a moment to thank Russ, Max, Giannis, Emilio, and everyone involved for all that they do. We are one family, regardless of where we are from. Come on, you whites. That's from Benjamin Bird. Giannis, when he sent that to me, again, it, it put a little tear in my eye. I've gotten so many comments about this. I don't want to go on and on about this. I want to put this past me and just move on. But that was very nice of him to say. And the support we've all gotten has been incredible. You live in Canada. I live here. Max lives in Maryland. We have fans all over the world. It doesn't matter where we live, Giannis. We're all part of the Fulham family. And I don't care what Coventry City supporters think of us anymore. I'm done with that. But that was very nice of Benjamin. Yeah, it was I mean, and I, I, I can't stand this, you know, anti-Amero, uh, you know, this, it's, it's Amerophobia or North Amerophobia, or, you know, if I want to call it that. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, um, it's like saying, um, you know, it's like saying that uh, British people don't know anything about the NFL or. Um, and that's ridiculous. And I hate all that, to be honest with you. I get angry when I see that stuff. Yeah, it's 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 pretty, you know, because we've got a lot of um, we've got a, we've got a lot of um, we've got a lot of fans over there, and um, the knowledgeable fans, of, you know, like football here, the NFL, or you got NBA, or originally you know baseball or hockey, and it's just ignorance. That's that's all it is. It's based on an accent and where you're from, and it doesn't mean a, a damn thing. And um, 
you know, I think Coventry, I mean, Coventry City have a lot of good fans and they've been through, they they've, Coventry have been through a lot. I mean, you know, for Coventry fans, I think to travel to Birmingham to go and watch the, the team play for a while was, would have been difficult. Um, but you've got a couple of, you know, village idiots that have smoked too much bong or drunk too much whiskey and um, they'll make comments like that. And, and I just say, well, if that's the way that they feel that's their problem, it's not ours. Um, you know, where you have a global village right now where, you know, um, and in case they didn't have brain cells between them, you know, you've got um, clubs that have followers in most countries and we've got supports in South Africa. We've got them in Australia, New Zealand, um, South America, obviously here in Canada, in the US. I mean, we've got supporters all around the world like most clubs do. Right. And if, if you're a fan, just because you make a comment about your team doesn't mean that because you're not from there, you don't know what you're talking about. So it's just, I just, it's, um, maybe, maybe I'd like to, the Coventry fans would like a 10 minutes with me in a room with a pencil, and I'm sure I can, I can take care of them. Um, but it's just, it's, it's racist and it's unacceptable. I and mean, it is, you know, you deal with the, um, uh, you know, it's impossible to give credence to comments that frankly speak for themselves. So. Right. I couldn't say it better, my friend. And just thank you, everyone, for all your support. I really appreciate it. But it's not just about me. It's about everyone because we're all part of the family. And uh, that's all that matters. But enough of that. Like I said, I I don't want to talk about that anymore. I just want to talk about us. I want to talk about Fulham. And I do want to talk about this, Giannis, because we're going to preview the upcoming match against Cardiff City. And one interesting situation has been going on and I do want to talk about Fabio and uh, I'm going to share some comments in just a second from Silva who talks about that he's not involved and why he's not involved and I certainly understand that but uh, his contract situation is worrisome it really is worrisome because he's free to talk to other teams in January and uh, I understand why fans are Worried. I'm actually worried because I could see how much this kid can do, not just this season, but in future seasons. And I hope it's with Fulham. But the situation is difficult because, again, he's in the last year of his deal. Yeah. Well, let's start here. Let's talk about the comments from the presser from Marco Silva. I'm going to share the comments here and I'll read them. Silva stated, unfortunately, Fabio got COVID. Now he's recovering from that situation and was with us yesterday. Let's see how he reacts from the situation because he stopped for 10 days and had a bad reaction from the situation. Of course, now he has to recover his physical condition, unquote. Okay, Giannis. So the current situation with Fabio is that he is coming back from COVID, but he was also dealing with a toe injury. And it's just been unfortunate. And also the communication from Silva each week is that it feels like it's going to be another week. It's going to be another week. It's going to be another week. It seems consistently just putting it off another week or another game. And those seems to be the updates. And I don't think that's been helping this situation. So, first of all, what are your thoughts about this ongoing situation with Fabio? First of all, I wish him... The best recovery from COVID is someone that had COVID. It's no joke. 
it's absolutely no joke. I don't care if he's only an 18-year-old kid. I want him to come back when he's ready. But the other part of this story is that we have this cloud hanging over us because of his contract situation. Now, I don't blame the club. I don't blame Fabio. It's just the way things have worked out. Honestly, Giannis, the, the situation with his contract, he has all the control right now. He, uh, Based on what I've been hearing, he hired a new agent. And because he hired a new agent, they really can't get anything done until January. So if that's the case, he has all the leverage, as we would say over here, to get the best possible deal for himself. I hope it's with Fulham, but I am a little bit concerned. What, what are your thoughts about everything to do with Fabio? It's a distraction, right? And um, that doesn't sit well with me because of what the I mean. Show, the goal is to show he can't. Obviously, it was work, it was over for the week. Can you know see Fulham and Jacksonville Jaguars <clears throat> and. Shaq Khan's asked about, you know, what the goal is, and he said, obviously, it's to get promoted. And I'm sure he will support Marco Silva in the, in the transfer window if we need one or two players to come in and put us maybe over the top. But this Cavalier thing is is, is um, a distraction. This is a distraction we know, don't need. He's a super player, but he's 18 years of age. If he's under contract to, with us till the end of the year, my thinking is, if he's got a new agent, um we look, we, 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 we make him available. I think we make him available um, because the transfer market uh, in January is one of, um, can be desperation. I mean, if, you, if you're in Champions League and you need to go, get over the top or Europa League or whatever it is, or, you know, in the Premier League, you think you need a helping hand or you think you need a helping hand at the bottom to stave off relegation. Um, you will you will spend what you need to, to do. So it's sort of ironic, this, because I can see a club like Newcastle coming in for him. Right, I could too. And they will not, they're not short of a penny. And if they say, if they, you know, if they put a bid in, it's the chance to play Premier League football for a club that's going to be very big, we don't know when. Um, it's going to be enticing, and, and, and clubs better get used to that. Because Newcastle have so much money, they, I mean, you're going to see some real crazy stuff happen in January window. Cavalier is young, and they could they could technically build around him. But but if we have to lose him, I'm okay with that because I don't want him to be a distraction. Because no team, no player is bigger than the team. No, I agree with that. Yes. So um, uh, let's hope that this this um, agent is wise because we we've seen what happened with Ryan Sassignon. Right. I mean, it's 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 it's, it's tragic. I mean. You know, I don't know what, you know, whether his head was turned or his ego was bigger or whatever it is. We know what he is, isn't doing. He's not playing. You know, and he's a young pup. What a, what a disaster that's turned out to be. Oh, it's been terrible. Terrible. So um, I, I like to think that the savvy agents out there will know. But what has annoyed me is that Cavallo had a foot injury and now he had COVID and nobody knew about the COVID. And it seems like somebody's pissing us about. Somebody's messing around with us. And either Marco's known all along about this or Marco hasn't, in which case I'd be annoyed if I was him. But then again, um, he's probably he could probably say, well, you can, you can have COVID, Bovid or Zovid. Whatever happens, you're going to have to fight your way back on the team. He's just 18 years of age. So, um, and he's not going to be any good to anyone in terms of um, 
you know, in, you know, getting to another club unless he's fit and unless he performs. He's only had a, really only a few games with us. Let's not forget. So he needs more time for right. sure. Um, but I'm I'm done. I'm long past this thing about you know if players want to leave, go leave, go. Let don't let the door hit you on the way out. You think you're better, and you've got a fancy agent's going to get you more money. You see what's happened to Ryan. Ryan's Ryan's career is right now on the precipice. And even yeah. even though he's so young, and um, the grass you know, isn't always greener, Giannis. No, it isn't. And I don't care what anyone says. You know, you could get paid a pretty penny, but most players want to play. That's that's what they care about. Some players will you know, they'll screw their way through a career and not give a. I mean, I remember the. Um, the comment on Mike, Michael Owen a couple of years ago basically admitted he put half an effort in for Newcastle, ironically. And he was injured all the time. You know, I like to think that most players have more pride than that. They want to play. They don't want to be sit parking their ass on a bench. So um, if he if he wants to go, if the price is right, we'll let him go. That's fine. Go, leave. But don't... Okay. Um, don't hold the club to don't hold the club to ransom. And before he does that, he's still going to have to play some. He's still going to have to play for us because he still has to prove to other teams um, that you know he's worth a wager on. And uh, right. as I said to you, I think Newcastle might come calling. That's just just my hunch. Okay, and let me just stress this: we do not know if he wants to leave. No, there's no indication that he wants to leave. It's just that the door is ajar right now because of the situation, that we know how this can happen. But I do not know if Fabio wants to leave. He might want to stay. The only reason why I'm very concerned is because he changed agents. Because you only do that if you're looking to really get paid and use other teams to either A, get a big deal, or B, get more money out of your current team. If he feels that he needs to get more money out of Fulham, so be it. But I hope that he stays with Fulham. But as you just said, Giannis, it's a very good point by you. No player is bigger than Fulham. And if it gets to that, then I agree with what you just said. Then, then you have to cut your losses. I hope it doesn't come to that. But because I really want Fabio to be with Fulham long term, I do. I love watching him play. And it's also a very cautionary tale when you look at some players. Now, as uh, Chris Davidson pointed out, you know, listen, Harvey Ella went, went to Liverpool and until he got injured was playing fairly well. You do have your good stories as well, but I think more often than not, you're asking for trouble. Brass is always greener someplace else. I think it can lead to some uh, difficult situations. Uh, listen, we saw it with Emerson Hyman. We've seen it with Pat Roberts. We've seen it big time with Ryan Session. It's unfortunate. So we'll see how this all plays out. Okay, to end the show, let's preview the match against Cardiff City. Giannis, let's not waste any time, and uh, let's talk about this upcoming match. What are your thoughts on Cardiff City? They are struggling a great deal. Mick McCarthy, and Giannis is a little bit under the weather, so he's not going to do the Mick McCarthy voice. We love it, but he just can't do it right now. But... Give me your thoughts on Cardiff City and on Mick. They're a mess. I mean, they're it's ones that, Cardiff are a mess right now. They've lost six on the spin. I was a little surprised that Mick wasn't fired 
after the game on Sunday because you, you know you talk to Cardiff and Swansea. Well, is Cardiff's biggest derby against Bristol City was against Swansea? Hmm. It's a good good thing, but I mean it's the Welsh derby, um, and he played with five centre backs. They played with Morrison, Flint, and Nelson, and Brown and McGuinness, which I thought was an absolute disgrace. So played a five-four-one, and they look bloody awful. And um, he's one—he's like um, your conventional dinosaur, um, Nick. Now I'm like Sam Allardyce and a Tony Poulos and Neil Warnock, the dinosaur coaches that sort of drift their way into the fifties and sixties and seventies and. The notion they can get teams organised, but right now Cardiff are in danger of getting dragged into the relegation zone. Um, but it is a potential banana skin because Cardiff always play as tough. So on paper, we should stuff them like turkeys, but I don't think they, I don't think we will. Um, they'll have had a you know uh, kind of a regen um, on Monday, and then. A very light training session today and a walkthrough. So, when you've had a performance as poor, and I don't invite anybody if you can get hold of the, the replay, Cardiff were absolutely shocking on Sunday. Absolutely shocking. They can't play that badly again. And if they, if the notion is that when you play that badly, you get back on the horse quickly, then this is a good game for them. Right. And it's away from home as well. Um, we should be pretty buoyant. We know that. Um, uh, Caballero will be out. Obviously, Cavallo's out. Joe Bryan is out. But I, I don't think this is going to be an easy game. And I think, and I, honestly, on Sunday, Russ, they were shocking. Absolutely shocking. But I give, I always give them credit because they play us tough. Nick knows he's a, he's a dead man walking if he doesn't get something tomorrow night. I think they're going to show up. I think they're going to really battle. I think they're going to work hard. Um, will he make changes? Will he, he go do. with five center backs again? Well, he should do. He, he should because if, if you looked at, you know, if you look at the bench, you know, you've got Colwell, who's, who looks like a nice young player. You've got Vox in there as well. Um, you've got quality there, but the system is all wrong, and it's so freaking negative. I think they had one shot on net on Sunday. I mean, it's just it's not good enough. It's not good enough. This level. level. Um, and you know, if it, it, you know, it's like us playing QPRs, West London Derby, South Wales Derby. <coughs> but I couldn't think of anything redeeming in their performance. I don't think Swansea were that necessarily that good. I thought they were more certainly more enterprising. You know, it's, it's a work in progress. He's got a young side, Martin down there, and and I think in a year or two, if, it, if they make the right investments, I think Swansea are going to be a good little team. But Cardiff just look old. They look old and they look slow, and um, and they're boring. Yep. And they're boring. And yeah, it's funny. I, I was I watched. Um, I'm actually, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I will. I watched the Man City Burnley game on on Saturday, and what I noticed about Burnley is that they looks like look like they've slightly adjusted their style. Um, you know, Deitch was long ball. You know run at everything, boom, 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 blue collar. But they've added some skill in there and added a little bit of pace. And actually, they're pretty decent team. I thought they did. I thought they played well against Sydney on Saturday. They definitely look like a slightly different team. And it shows that Sean Dyche has, has changed the approach this season. I know they're near the bottom, but I think they carry on playing this way. They're going to be, they're going to be just fine. 
they've improved, but but Cardiff have not. No, Cardiff have not, and and Mick McCarthy says, "Oh, I'm disappointed," and da, 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 come on, five centre backs. I've never heard of that before. I mean, you you asking for trouble, and now <laughs> you're coming out of a South Wales an emotional derby. Yeah, how many of those players are you going to pick tomorrow? I mean, really? And they have one less day to prepare them for. Them, That's right. That in mind. So, but as you said, Giannis, I would not take this lightly. No. I think that they're a team that has the ability. They still have Kiefer Moore. They have some talented players. I still fear them a little bit because of maybe the past with them. But this is a match Foam should win. Okay? That's the bottom line. But I would not take this team lightly. I would take it to this team. But I'd be prepared for a physical battle from Mick McCarthy's team. That's where I'm coming from on that. Okay, my friend. Key players for Fulham against Cardiff City. Who has to play well? Well, I mean, if, I'm assuming that the same 11, Bar Brian and um, Reed will be starting. So I think Mitro is going to give them a lot of problems. I think we've got enough pace in the middle of the park. I think we've got to be very careful not to give away too many set pieces with them. They're very, very good in the air. Uh, corners are, must be an absolute no-go. But we just need to do what we do against QPR. Move the ball, move it quickly, stretch their, their back 10, or whatever they're going to play, and um, create chances. Um, I can't believe they're going to play that early last for tomorrow. I, I, th- I think it could be a banana skin. I believe we'll win, but I don't think it's going to be easy. Okay. I, I don't think it's going to be easy. Okay, Excellent. Giannis, with that said, how does Fulham win this match? Play like they did against QPR second half. Just go at them. Go at them, exploit exploit them, win the midfield. Win the midfield, win the midfield. Um, win the midfield, and I think we'll be fine. They don't have too much to, to, to offer. But every dog has its day. I'm still scratching my head that we lost to Blackpool. The Coventry, you're allowed to, you know, Coventry on the road. Reading was a bit of an odd one because we had 7 billion shots on that. Um... Every dog has its day, but I can't see. I can't see Cardiff getting anything. I think Cardiff. I think. I mean, unless they win at us, I think. Um, uh, I think that. I think that um, they're probably making preparations right now to, to replace uh, Mr. McCarthy. Yeah. Um, maybe Steve Bruce will go there. <laughs> wow, would that be something, my friend? Would that be something? Okay. I do want to mention before you go through your starting 11, which we're going to do just in a second, Kenny Tete and Tom Kearney are both available. Doesn't sound like either one will start based on what Silva has said, that yeah. they could be available and play a role, but it doesn't sound like they are up to fitness to go 90, so I doubt that they would start. But you never know. That's what's great about watching these matches you never know what can happen but i i would not expect either one of these players to start but it would be great if they are involved okay my friend now if you're watching live feel free to share your prediction but i'm gonna go to Giannis right now Giannis, give me your starting 11 and then add add with your prediction after that <coughs> okay um back four Edouard. Robinson, Tosin, Reed, Reed and Sarah in the middle. 
Reed, Cabano, Wilson, Mitro. That's my 11. That's my 11. And then I'm sure he's going to give Kenny a, a little run out, Tom Kenny a little run out. We've got, <clears throat> we've got a very interesting game on Saturday at, at, at Nottingham Forest, um, which will not be easy because change of manager, um, Hutton's out, and Nottingham Forest are now starting to play well. And they got another good win tonight at Bristol City, who haven't won a, who haven't won a home game in about 100 years. Wow. So, um, Forest are, are on the up, and I think that's going to be a tricky, tricky game. But um, at least buys us some time to get some, get some, uh, get uh, Tom and um, Kenny back. And to all intents and purposes, I'll be surprised even if Fabio is involved on Saturday. I hope I'm wrong, but um, okay. um, we shall see. I know you never know, do you? I mean, it, you know, game time decision. COVID. I mean, where did that come from? That was okay. Absolute nonsense. But. Uh, you can ask me for a prediction in terms of the score. I, I am. Did you did you mention goalkeeper? I'm sorry. I'm just oh, Rody. Oh, Rody. Okay. Rody play. Rody plays. Um, Rody plays, and I don't. I think there are a few. I, I wasn't on Rodak for coming in. Uh, I wasn't crapping on him. Saying on the yep. and saying getting out. I wasn't. Um, but um, I understand the change. I understand the change. Yep. Um, I think it's a good change, and I thought Rody had a good game on Saturday. So what and. Why not just start him tomorrow night? And I expect him to put in a good performance. Okay. And just so you know, and uh, the match is on Sunday. So just uh, – All oh, right, that's it, right. Yes, that yep, is right. It's on Sunday. Uh, Giannis and I are, are definitely having some senior moments today, as you'd like to say, yeah. Giannis. <laughs> so, yeah. okay. So – let me get your prediction. I'll share mine, and we have some from the phone supporters. Share your predictions if you're watching live. One nothing. Okay. I think it's going to be close. I, I, I as I said, I Cardiff was truly awful Sunday, and the players it, look. The players they know that Mick's job is on the line here. And I'd like to think they're going to put an effort in because no, unless you really, unless you really got, you know, annoyed by a manager, nobody wants the manager to lose their job. You don't want that. Right. And um, I think they know, I think Mick knows this is the last chance at Saloon. Um, I think we'll get an hour win just because Cardiff do, do tend to play as tough. Okay. Excellent there, my friend. Okay. I'm going to share some predictions. Let's go to the predictions and let's, Start here. Robin Pendrell's going narrow two to one win. Edward Severn two nil to Fulham. Steve Turner. Well, Steve, you're really bullish here. You're going four nil. I, I don't I don't see that, but I would be very happy with that. Alf Russell is saying three nil. So that's again I'll go with that. Chris Davidson, my friend in Spain, going for three nil. Okay. Giannis, my prediction, I'm gonna do a Russ Goldman special, I'm going to say three to one. I always say three to one, so I am going to say three to one. Three to one. Yep. And uh, let's just say Roger says any win will do, but please no Fulmish. Oh, God. I'm, I'm there with you, Roger. And one final comment before we wrap up this show, and Roger did share this, and others have shared this as well. We've been doing this show during the Bournemouth match against Stoke City. I've actually had it on, and I, I watched the first half before we did this show. 
Congratulations to Bournemouth. They are playing very well under Scott Parker. Want to give them all the credit that they deserve. Fair point. Great win for them. But I will say this, Giannis, because I've watched a good amount of Bournemouth matches. And it is about the points. But it's funny because Chris Davidson always says to me, don't you want to be entertained? I want to be entertained. Giannis, this team is boring like Fulmore. They're winning. But they are so boring to watch. I just watched that match. Like I said, the first half, it was on the second half. I watched a good amount of their matches. Man, are they boring to watch. Sound yeah, familiar? They're, yeah, they're functional. They're a functional team. Um, they're a functional team, and um, they are boring to watch. But Scotty will turn around and say, well, we're eight points clear of third right now. Yeah, they are. And and, and 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 we've got no comeback for that. No, uh, you no. know, it, it seems to I mean it's worked. We like Marco Silva, Bournemouth like, you know, um a full stadium of two hundred fans and Scotty Parker. And um I don't know why they call it the vitality because there's hardly there's no, nobody in there. Um but he's done a good job down there. He has. But again, it's thirteen games into a forty six game season. Injuries are gonna creep in. And, um, and and that team has been been very health been very healthy. But I do want to mention this. Uh, thoughts go with uh, the situation with with David Brooks. Okay, he has cancer, so yeah, uh, that's a that's a very horrible situation there. And I wish him the best. And uh, I, I do I do want to mention that. But but yes, I'm glad that you mentioned that. Beyond that situation, which is terrible, uh, the situation in general, they've been pretty healthy. Yeah, they have, and they're scraping, they're scraping wins, and that's, you know, that that's... That's, that's okay. the Scott Parker way. Yeah, it's the Parker way, and that's fine. Um, you know, they, um, they're not easy on the eye in, in terms of creating chances, but, I mean, if I was off the, the cuff, winning at Stoke on a Tuesday night, it's a good win. It is. I mean, yeah, we, it is. We take that. We take that for sure. So, good for them. Uh, let's beat uh, the Bardiff tomorrow, and then... Um, <laughs> Let's um, let's sink the bluebirds, and then we will take on the uh, um, the forest on uh, on Sunday. Absolutely, great stuff. Well, <coughs> it is time to wrap up this show. Giannis, thank you so much for doing this with me. Thank you, sir. Always a pleasure. Okay, well, that's going to do this episode of Cottage Talk for myself, Russ Goldman, and my co-host Giannis Janis. Thank you as always for watching and listening to Cottage Talk. It's the 90th minute, and all to play for at the end of the match. All your mates are around. You've got your McDougat share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 
This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.